Wow, wow, wow. What do we have here? This is Vincenzo Pazienza. Vinny Paz, box cutter Pazzi. You're listening to the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast with my cool Gene. My guy, my guy Jimmy over here. This is Vinny Paz, Philly to Brooklyn. And that's all I got to say about that. Keep uh, keep tuned in, would you? And don't be a fucking Jadro. Peace in the Middle East. Welcome to episode 38 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. <laughs> yeah, after uh, after uh, the holidays mm-hmm. and a snowstorm, a little hiatus, we're back. Yep. And uh, this is a good one to start off 2018. <laughs> yeah, I got to say this. Yeah. I, 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 honest, honestly, I, I can't think of a better fucking person to have on this right now. <laughs> Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, Lou Cola. How you, how you doing, Lou? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. No problem. Man. Appreciate no problem. it. All the way from Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Originally scheduled for the snowstorm that wound up dumping a little bit over a foot of snow in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Did Jersey get that much? Yeah, yeah. We got some. Oh, nice, God. nice. Still there. Yeah. Still I had to make a giant hill in the backyard for my daughter to slide well, down. Well, that's fun stuff, man. Yeah. You got to make a slide, of course. Yeah. I like how it was like... You know, we're expecting, uh, you know, it was, anywhere it was, from three to eight inches. Yeah. And then it was like, wait, maybe it's like six to ten inches. It was just like insane. Yeah, it was like six days before because, yeah. because with my job, I'm always on, I'm on, I'm on call mm-hmm. when it comes to snow. So mm-hmm. I'm looking like five days earlier, light snow. Yeah. Right. All right. And all right, two days later, one to three inches. Mm-hmm. All right. Two to four inches. Right. And then all day while it's coming down, there's already like four inches of snow on the ground in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's still saying on the news on New York one, four to six inches. <laughs> I'm like, but it's in full force right now. And yeah. there's already four inches of snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, we moved through that. We weren't going to have Lou come all the way from Jersey to get no parking. Yeah. Especially in this, this is in like, that this kind like of a conditions. story of Bayonne kind of situation yeah. where you drive around for hours to find it's a spot. It's fucking <laughs> yeah, it's, horrible. It's really Parking in Brooklyn too. is is it's bullshit. And even like when I go home later on, I don't have a driveway, so uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to be driving around for a while because yeah. it's going to be about midnight, something like that, and everybody's already in, mm-hmm. so yeah. there's no fucking parking. Yeah, man. But I'll deal with that. You know, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. literally, literally, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Lou, what's going on, man? How's everything? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, good. We been on a little break now. Yeah, since the holidays, mm-hmm. sitting around. Yeah, man, doing nothing. Doing nothing. Writing, technically writing. That's really? good. Oh, yeah. interesting, interesting, yeah. interesting. You got shit in the works, of course. Yeah. Oh, you, well, you guys does. always have things. Yeah, in the works. like bits and pieces. Now it's more, more of like I call everybody up, right? Message, hey, uh, what do you got? Hey, let's get together. You know, I got to start needling everybody. Uh huh. Right? Craig's always run around playing with somebody else, you know. Mm-hmm. Boxing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about boxing. He's nah, definitely yeah. playing with somebody. He's <laughs> playing with other shows, other bands, you know, the True. rest of us. Yes, that's right. The Crow Megs yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, I called Pete. Pete's got stuff. Armand says, I got some things. He never lets you know. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. Right, it used to be he would write music and send it to me. But now he's like, God, since I think... Uh, 
right after Scratch, he would just write whole songs, like lyrics and music. Really? Yeah. All music, like wow. all, yeah. like I mean, there's certain songs, everything. like like us for Zem, he came in completely finished, and then I was like, why don't we add like Whoa Whoa's here? And he's like, oh, I don't know about it. And then Pete was like, well, let's add Whoa's and Hey Hey, you know, like all the, the yeah. whole chorus part. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it took it's off Sing along shit, yeah. man. I mean, you know, stuff like that. We, yeah. We all usually help each other out. So right. I think the, the ones, and the whole band hates to admit it, but I... I think Scratch was our most natural record because we just jammed the whole summer yeah. as we were writing it. Just yeah. I was listening to it like two nights ago. It's yeah, that, that's always usually the best thing. So that's like your writing process for the band is really, it's really democratic. You guys really don't have any like specific well, it's way funny. of doing things. I, I, did you bring it up? It's like Pete will come in with a song, a whole song, and he'll put it out there and then Armand and Craig, because they're you know, more musical than I, I'll think of like, oh, well, I don't like that part of it, but they'll be like, hey, let's try this. And Pete's like, sure. But if Armand brings in a song mm-hmm. and he plays the rest of anybody, what if we change the script? Nope. Oh, so, <laughs> he, so, oh, so he's like uh, fucking stubborn he's, like he, that. Yeah, you know, but I, I give it to him. The guy's he's smart. He never took a drum lesson in his life. Mm-hmm. He, it's ridiculous. He, he's a guitar player. He's an amazing guitar player. And uh, straight ahead needed a drummer. And he goes, all right, I'll drum. And he sat down and he just learned straight ahead songs. Wow. And wow. then when he was doing straight ahead, we were like, hey, you, could you play on a demo? You know, oh, yeah, sure, I'll write with you guys. And yeah. that's oh, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. So, but lyric, like lyrics, do you write the lyrics? Uh, it depends. Uh, the first two albums I wrote, I'd say 85 to 90%. With, you know, Arm, I would sit down and be like, oh, you should change this to this or whatever. And right. then Scratch was more everybody. And then, you know, then. It, bounced around it was mostly it's mostly me and armand right and then like the last album uh it was armand wrote lyrics to all of his songs i wrote lyrics to most of the pieces and then pete came in with two or three songs that had partial lyrics it was this is what i want it to be about i came up with a chorus can you come with the verse or the gotcha other? oh that's cool yeah man and craig comes in with riffs and then uh he did he wrote two of my favorite songs on the record uh, uh get bronx and uh dnc Right. And I think Armine wrote the lyrics to those two for him. Okay. Because they got together to work on it. Craig had the riffs, but like the main riffs, but Armine had to hammer them out. So they right. sat down together to do that. And when he did that, Armine, I think Craig came up with some of DMC and then Armine said, no, change the chorus to this or whatever. You know? Yeah. It, it, but it, it worked works itself out. out. Yeah, yeah, it works itself but out. But the thing with us is we split everything even. Like right. writing, it, we don't like, how on the records, let's say this song written lyrics by Lou, right. music by Craig, mm-hmm. you know. Solo by Pete, you know, yeah, none of that. It's just yeah. written by Sick of It All. Well, yeah, and it works. It, it, so there's something like uh, The Death of Tyrant Strike, the first one we did on Century Media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we were writing that, that was the first time I ever, I, I had moved to New Jersey and I was driving home. And I used to go by train, you know, from Queens to wherever the hell we practice, and I would write on the train home and I'd have the song for the next practice. Really? So I'm getting the music, I'm recording everybody playing it. All right, cool. I drop Armand off in, in the city to take the train to upstate where he lives in Westchester. And then I would drive home. And by the time I got home, he'd be calling me. I wrote all the lyrics on the train. I'm like, what? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, So he wrote That's every song on Death of Tyrant. He wrote the lyrics for except one, which I wrote for. Wow. And no I was shit. like, and everybody was like, that doesn't make sense. No, man. It makes my life easy. Yeah, yeah. man. And it came out great. It's That's fucking a fucking incredible album. Yeah. It, it was weird because a lot of hardcore kids hated when we went to Fat Records. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why. I, the, the, the catalog that you guys have, like Call to Arms, like Call to Arms is, I, I, and I can't even say, it's an incredible record, 
I, I can't even put them in order. I, I yeah, can't, I, know, I, I can't. Know but, but like Call of Arms is is fucking up there, man. When, it's like top five for me. If I would if if I would uh, actually put like, them all like, down, you're like a Craig because I, that's my one of my least favorite Sick of It All records. I think sound wise, fucking so good. Man. I don't know. I think sound wise, it's nah, it's, man. Like like because we had the done, song Call to Arms, like the fucking well, Call lyrics, of Arms is awesome. I love that song. I wrote those lyrics. Great, I love man. that one. I like Let Go on that. Let Go was fucking great. Let Go, I wrote, and it's funny, I wrote. Uh, I wrote Let Go and uh, Sanctuary because right. I was in this really shitty relationship. I was going to say, were you mad at someone when you were Let I, Go? Yeah, oh, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Bro, it speaks to people, and bro. it's funny. I, I wrote those. It just, Pete gave me the music. I just bang. It's like fucking, fucking half hour. I had that song done. Yeah. And Sanctuary was the opposite. And everybody's like, oh, it is the opposite. Girl, what girl did you write about? I wrote about fucking music, man. Yeah. Because yeah. at that point in my life, it's like, Relationships sucked, you know. Things were going on. I was like, the only thing constant in my life that's been good has been go- going to shows, playing shows, All right? Know, and that's what so. Sanctuary is. Yeah. See, now I didn't, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know. I thought, I thought for some reason, obviously I'm wrong. I thought it was about either Pete or Armand's wife. Nah, I wrote about music. It was about music. You see that? <laughs> I, I thought I was smartened up. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you mentioned something about sound. And like how that can affect your feeling about a record. Yeah. And I completely relate to that. And I think it's so interesting that like, you know, you can write the best songs, but if you don't have the sound quality or the production that matches yeah. it, it can totally it, it, and ruin And it's also it for you. just your taste. And it's funny, we mm-hmm. did uh in certain the, aspects, though, yeah, I think, the, because sometimes well, bad production makes something great. Sometimes, but that's the thing. But like, like Blood, Sweat, No hear. Tears is my all-time uh, favorite hardcore record. Uh, it is. It is. It's 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 my top. <laughs> it's not even the production ever. for me. It's my performance in certain songs. I was a kid. I didn't yeah. know of what the hell I was I doing. It. But I you take it. all that and into consideration. Some and you of were it, a kid, and it's fucking. Yeah, but some of it I listened to, and that's why we you cringy for the twenty year. Oh god, yeah, it's awesome. For the twenty year anniversary, we did that nonstop record, and. I would rather listen to Injustice System off of that because it's so powerful yeah, it is. and the, it's the way we play it. Right. Compared to like uh, the, know, way the first one. I and know. it's funny, when, it's when so Refuse, that band Refuse reunited and they played the two nights over in, uh, uh, was it Terminal 5, I think? Yeah. yeah. And they call me up and go, we want to, you know, we want to have you come out. We're going to play Clobbering Time and Justice System. And wow. I was like, all right. So I went down to their sound check because they wanted to try it out with me. And they started and they played it like the blood, sweat, no tears styles. And uh. It was so slow, and I was up there. And when we finished, I go, "Yeah, we kind of played a lot a faster. faster. It is a lot faster." And the drummer alive. goes, "Okay." And then they went, you know, wherever I went to eat, it came back. And as I came back, the drummer goes, "I watched a lot of YouTube videos while uh, while you were away. Uh, I know how to do it now. I know how to. <laughs> That's that awesome. Good. But yeah, but production like the last record we did on Fat was uh, Life on the Ropes." And we loved the songs on. We were and we did it here in Brooklyn. Where the hell was it? Our friend Dean had a studio in uh, Dumbo, and it was we did it analog, and it was so like dirty and heavy. It wasn't metal, but it was dirty. Like oh, we're like this is great. It's great. But when it went to digital, oh my god, it just lost something, and we all just like. Dude, I, I I still like the songs a lot. Right. Armin's like I don't, I don't want to listen to that record. You don't do anything live from it anymore. No, I love once in a punk. while. I Bro, love it's great the first song. Yeah, you know we we put a we wrote the Armin wrote this song called the land increases. The land increases. I was and gonna it's say so that. slow and heavy. And when we would play, you think the place would go nuts? No, they all just stood there and stared mm-hmm. at us like we were fucking three heads. Yeah. <laughs> 
like butting yeah. heads fucking love that fucking yeah. song we used to do that a couple of times but, i never but, seen you doing but I'm sure yeah nothing off of life on the road nothing and what and you don't do anything off of yours truly see that's another one that's a weird record there first of all i just disco hate, sucks I fuck hate everything the cover what? it is the worst fucking cover in the world yeah. But we had a manager at the time, and at the time they had all, you know, like, you know, you had like Snapcase and all those bands with their weird artsy covers. And then there was this weird downtown artist, Phil Frost, who only right. did like uh, some DJ Stretch Armstrong's album. And everybody's like, this guy's incredible. And he loved Sick of It All. And he said, let me do this album cover. And I was like, so when he finally brought the final product, I looked at it and I went, this is what we're putting out. <laughs> and I remember Armand going. Armand was fed up because he was he was stuck in between us and our manager, mm. and, and our manager's like, "No, oh, it's a new style, you know, new sick of it all." <laughs> and I was like, "So we're getting like this argument," and Armand just goes, "What do you want? A fucking tattoo flash of a skull with dice for eyes?" I went, "Yeah, you yeah, know what? I yeah. fucking love that. Fuck yeah!" <laughs> but uh, so hysterical. Yeah, but it's oh it's funny God. that. That record, we had a lot of we, were, we there was stuff that we all wanted to try, but we held back. Like uh, when we were writing it, we were tuned down for certain songs. I was like, we should just tune down for the whole record. That's where the whole hardcore scene's going. And Craig was like, what? You want to sound like Hatebreed and everybody else? Fuck that. We're gonna lose our own sound. We're gonna sound like everyone else. We should have tuned down every right. fucking song ever. <laughs> but you know, it turned out all right. And the funny thing was, I remember after it came out. I forget which Hatebreed record came out at the same time. And uh, what, year, what, they, what year was yours truly? Uh, 2001, I think. So but, that would probably have been... What, Hatebreed was... Perseverance, he was, Yeah, he was, it was big. Yeah. And I remember reading an interview and he did his top five new releases and, and yours truly was his number one. He goes, this is a fucking amazing record. But it, really? people didn't get it. Mm. Well, that's another one. We went on tour. We took uh, Boy Sets Fire and... Uh, oh, what the hell was their name? Now I'm drawing a blank. From Boston... Uh, well, whatever. And we took them, and it was a hard tour. And I remember the third night that one of the boys says fire roadies comes. He goes like, "Your latest record is so fucking good." And when you do those songs, I'm expecting a riot to break out. These people are staring at you. I go, "Yeah, it makes no sense." We go, "It's like a two year. We call it the two year curse. Put a record out, play the shit out of it for a year. Nobody cares. So you fall back on the original, the you know, the old shit." shit. Yeah. And then at the end of that year, you put another record out two years later, and everybody wants to hear the shit from yours the, truly right. instead of the one that came after. Yeah, like, yeah. I seen you guys do a couple of songs mm-hmm. off of uh, yours truly like once when you guys played. It was called the Nokia Theater with you guys and Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was around that time. Yeah, you did like America and Disco Sucks. Fucked everything. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, I love Disco Sucks. Yeah, yeah it's we great. were doing it. A, you know, we still do it every once in a while. Yeah, uh, District is is weird. Like. People here don't usually ask for the song "District," but Europe they love it. Really, it's weird over there, huh? Like, like the comparisons, what they want. Yeah, but it's like it's it's more legit, I think. You yeah, know? it's 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 looked at as more legit. Like here, right. it's like you know, oh, it's a, oh yeah, hardcore. This and that, you know. Yeah. But there, I, it's, I it's see just... it like that, and I've never even been overseas, but I I look, I can just tell. Yeah, I mean, look at, I mean, they have their own bands that are that are amazing that never make it over here. Right. You know? It's crazy. So weird, right? Mm. How like you can go over there and play to so many people, and you're like, you you have no idea what that shit boggles my fucking mind. And then there's like all these people. You're like, what the hell? How? How is this even possible? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then you come here, and you gotta go like, you know, five hour drive into the middle of the country, and there's no one there. Yeah, Wednesday night in fucking Oklahoma. Yeah, it's probably not a fucking good deal, man. (laughs) People are like writing us like, you haven't played Colorado in years. Like, well, maybe if you had something 
on your way to Colorado and on the way out, that was good. We would play Colorado. That would make it last a while, of course. It's true. It's true. We were just talking about that with Justin. He was like, you know, the Tuesday night in the middle. Of, he actually think he said he Oklahoma, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a Tuesday night in Oklahoma. Nah, like, North, North, Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota. We're not shitting on people in North Dakota. <laughs> no, but you know, it's like we, the first time we ever played. I think was it South Dakota or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we went back a year later and they were like, yeah, everybody's into hip hop now. I'm like, what do you mean everybody, what, the whole town decided, hey, let's all be into hip hop? He's like, yeah, it's not into punk and hardcore anymore. I was like, how do you Shit switch me? like that? How does the whole town just go, oh, this whole state or whatever the fuck? It's crazy, man. It's like Idaho. The first time we went there was 97, opening up for the uh, Misfits, the, mm-hmm. that American Psycho tour. And it was amazing. The crowd went ape shit. Went back a year later. It was great. Went back two years after that, sucked. Mm. And then we went back and it got decent again. It's just weird, man. It's yeah. so weird. How I mean, you... it's a little up and down in Europe, but mm. it's not like that. Yeah, you know? it's definitely not. So you switch? Do you you switch up your set list? Because I, I like you almost like there, there's certain things that are always in the. Craig set list thinks that we play the same set list for the last twenty years, and <laughs> it's pretty much right. It, well, there's a, there, there's a lot. Like like on, on, like obviously when you guys did the Triborough fucking tour. Yeah. Well, we played a lot of shit we haven't played in decades. Fuck it, dude, that shit. And it sucked. Dude, it like, you did fucking politics. Dude, dude, fucking that's <laughs> easy. See, shit like, it's It funny. doesn't matter if it's easy. Well, no, I, never, we could, I never saw you guys do it live. <laughs> I'm saying it's easy. Like, we could just pull that out of our ass anytime. If there's certain songs that we haven't played in decades and somebody would be like, please, please shut me out. And we'll just look at each other. All right. And bang, we did it. You know, mm. uh, we hadn't played uh, <coughs> Not Consume. Uh Maladjusted. Maladjusted in you, years. You did it at the Bowery Electric. And I'm somebody like, yells shit. it out, like, and we'll just play it, you know. But there's Fucking other songs. Song ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. We were, um, well, we were out on Warp Tour together, and we wound up on that one show together in Wilmington, yeah. North Carolina. CKY. Yeah, yeah. CKY, we just spoke about guys. that yesterday. And I, when I, it's so weird because I mean, we had just broken down. We were stuck in Nashville for like four days, getting our, getting a new bus or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the minute I heard that you guys were playing. We were like, wait, a day off, and there's a show. We have to get on it, and I was so happy we did because even though it was like a, it was a weird thing. It yeah. wasn't like the greatest turnout because it was like what three days notice for people yeah. to come out, but still the show was amazing. And I think the thing that really for me the most amazing thing was your your performance. Your your you guys were insane. You guys were. There was so much energy coming off that stage. It was ridiculous. It was insane, man. It really, really was. It's, it's funny because uh, that guy, Kevin Lama, runs the Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. We have a weird history with him. Mm-hmm. But he called our booking agent, like, I'd say three quarters of the way through. And she's saying, oh, you take care of my boys? He's like, oh, they're great. And he goes, I'll tell you one thing. If they're playing for five or 500, those boys bring it every night. Every it's like, night, it's yeah. the only way we know. It's, it's true. Like, you know, what am I going to do? Cry? Yeah. We yeah. speak about Oklahoma, literally playing to like less than 30 people on a Wednesday night. I had just gotten off the phone. My daughter bawling her eyes out. You know, you're not home. I miss you, daddy. Uh, it's Come kill home. You, and then I turn around and I look. There's nobody in the place. And you have to get up on stage and play. Yeah. And then when you do get up, they all stand at the back and stare at you with their arms. So I'm like... I turn around and I go, why? Tell me again, why the fuck I'm doing this? Right yeah, now? yeah, of course. You know? Yeah, it's, but, it's you crazy. know, and then you get up there and you go nuts. Mm-hmm. I like right away, first song, run to the back of the room and start screaming at people, you mm-hmm. know, like, 
Yeah. One scream out, I'm gonna think in my head, I'm fucking 48, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck am I doing? My daughter's upset at me, you, you fucking asshole. And you're just staring at me? Yeah, <laughs> this is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it's crazy, because that show, like, once again, that show, man, it was like, it really was. Was it a good turnout, that show? It, 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 it was, was a light turnout. It was okay, but it was weird, because... Now when they went on, for we some got, reason, it was all of a sudden... It well, it's not like, some reason. We got asked to do that <laughs> show, and the guy goes, yeah, I can get you X amount of dollars. Like, oh, awesome, let's mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Like an hour later, uh, what's his name? The singer Valiant Thor comes walking over. He's there from that area. He's like, yeah, man, I'm putting a show together at my friend's bar. It's going to be outdoors. It's going to be awesome. You know, food, blah, blah, We can't pay you, but... And he starts naming like, yeah, less, it's easy. I'm like, shit, that's a great bill, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Can't we do both? And in my head, I'm like, and keep the money we're getting paid. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, they put basically the two shows up against each other and yeah. just divided the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it really did. It really did. And that, it, it was a lot of challenges, but even still, man, still people came out. It was fun, we worked, we, we got to play, yeah. and, and like, it was a really great night, man. Sell a couple, two, three t shirts. Hey, couple. <laughs> yeah, like two or three. <laughs> basically, basically <laughs> every two, night, basically. right? Yeah. Oh my God. Warped it was rough. It, it was it was rough, but but it was. It was like the first one. It was an experiment. Mm-hmm. Like him bringing back older bands was like an experiment. And when I spoke to Kevin Lyman at the end of the thing, he was like, he goes, Yeah, but now people know. And I'm sitting there going, Yeah, now they know. But, you know, <laughs> you know basically, we lost a shitload of money yeah. over the summer. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're not alone, dude. I mean, it yeah. was that was a tough one, but but experience wise, yeah, it was it was really amazing. I it was great. It. I, I, it was I had great. the greatest time. I remember so by the, when Pete's daughter she was on it for the first half, and when she went home, uh, Pete was miserable for mm-hmm. the rest of the tour. Right. And Craig, for some reason, by the middle of the tour, he just sat in the in our bandwagon thing they call it, and he was just sitting there all miserable. It's so hot out, blah, blah. and I yelled at him, I go. <laughs> You're f- making yourself miserable. Why don't you fucking live, man? Yeah. You have all these friends on tour, and you're sitting here in your goddamn underwear, which is disgusting, <laughs> watching TV all day. Get outside and live, you know. And then you laugh, and yeah. which is I, disgusting. Day, I don't care how hot it was. Me yeah, and Omar were up after we played our set. We were like, "I'm gonna go see this band. I'm gonna hang out there. Yeah, watch this band, gotta know? do course, it. You have to do it, that. Some days it sucked. Mm-hmm. And I would you're in fucking it. Arizona. It's 115 oh, yeah. degrees out. It's got to be tall. And it sucked. We were always on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Or near That's right. Close. We were always you know, on at the same So crazy. That sucks too. Yeah. But, you know, I'd go see whoever. I'd watch mm-hmm. band, And I'd walk and see like these new bands. Just see what they were like. There's some of them really impressed me. Some of them just like... This is the dumbest version of Limp Biscuit I've ever yeah. seen. Oh, oh, there's a God. lot of there's a lot it's of that. But so it was the, the funniest thing was, was the guy who ran our stage was a guy named Brooklyn, and uh, me and Pete were standing one day ready to go on, and we're looking at our crowd. There's like 15 people, and then behind our stage was one of the main stages, and that band uh, Attila was on. It's like mm-hmm. 5,000 people going mm-hmm. ape shit, and I go to Pete, go. Remember '97 when we used to draw that kind of shit <laughs> at the Warp Tour? Yeah, and then the guy Brooklyn over here goes. Yeah, but you think those guys ever punched a Nazi in the face? <laughs> we just started laughing. We're like, no, nah, I doubt it. They were probably just like, hey, I guess we're good now. Then. <laughs> it's crazy. I remember, man, when we when we did that Vegas show, and you guys played on that stage, and there was that pool in oh, front of you. Oh, the pool! Oh my God, what the hell? That Why sounds like some. That it, sounds it, like some old like MTV. Oh, MTV break, really, break, really, really raps. truly was. Yeah. I mean, but, it was so. I mean, it must have been fun. Watched during the day. It was packed because it was hot as yeah. hell. When yeah. was this? And by the Vegas. time Vegas, at Vegas. the Hard Rock Hotel. Yeah. By the time we were the last band on our stage, we mm. kept getting that shaft. Yeah, uh, you guys did a lot. And so then, did we. So did yeah. we. And then by the time we went on, everybody was 
oh, it's night. You know, let's go inside the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had us. It was funny. Our fans, our actual fans, they just stood right at the stage yep. around the pool. They did. And then there would be, like, the bands goofing around in the pool while we were playing. It was like, yeah. kid, like kids, I didn't know, like, the guy from the Ataris. Ataris, you know, pop punk band, whatever. Yeah. So I've heard of him. He knew, he knew, he knew all of our songs. Mm-hmm. We went into Clobber Time. He's running, diving into the pool, yelling Clobber Time, cracking up on That's stage. awesome, though. That would, be, that would be a weird experience. Like, sick of it all, I was playing right there, but I'm like... In a pool, it was crazy, dude. <laughs> like it's crazy. This like, is weird, right I'm now. So like, Literally, you know, could you get? You could get to the. You could get to the. You didn't have to swim to get to you guys. You could actually walk that around. Yeah, you could. But it wasn't very obvious. No, like it was. Well, it was actually, like it was like weird... maybe like a four foot where the stage ended and the pool began was about four feet. So people right. were just crammed in. Yeah, they were like rocking out. They couldn't slam or anything. Really? Or yeah, it was really, really so weird. Was funny. That was a crazy bizarre. show. That's the show that my mm. um, our merch guy. That he had two heat strokes and Vegas <laughs> for Vegas. It's awesome that he laughed because I laughed I mean, too. I don't feel bad. No, for I just. Him. Oh my god. For Vegas, it's terrible. <laughs> he had a heat stroke so bad he had to leave the tour. He, went to, he wound up in the hospital, and then that I'm was sorry, it. I he's, laughed, no, it's all right. <laughs> he's all right. I, we, we discussed this on I, I think, previous I think, podcast. I, I think so our right. I think our merch guy uh, had a heat stroke and just didn't quit because he didn't do <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. I would walk out and yeah. It's, 110 degrees in yeah. Mexico and I'm dripping sweat as soon as I step out of the, the RV vehicle whatever and I'm watching you just sitting in a tent there's people at the table looking at him and he just like looks up and looks out I'm like this guy dead? what's going <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my goodness Jesus man yo, yo man I mean not that it would really help but you know mm. kids are more this is what made me when people ask me what's the big difference in Warped Tour now than when you did the first one and, and oh, in 97 it's I was like fucking huge I was like difference. kids used to run in and cram at the front. They would find out what stage their favorite band is playing, and it would stand there all night. We did the 20-year anniversary, or whatever it was, the 10-year anniversary up in Massachusetts. It was We did 97 was the last full tour. Then we did the one show in Massachusetts on the 10-year anniversary, mm-hmm. and we went on before Good Charlotte on the main stage. Wow. And Good Charlotte was huge. At that. Yeah. And packed up front, like seven rows deep of just young girls, and then all these goons waiting to see Sick of It All. Mm-hmm. And... We got to play these young girls. They were screaming, going crazy because oh, they never seen shit like this. Right. Nowadays, the warped we we were on, kids ran in to go wait online at a merch booth to get a ticket so that they could wait online again later to meet the singer of yeah. such and such a band oh, to really? pay forty bucks for a fucking guitar set of four guitar picks. Yeah, and oh, I would get up on stage God. and I would say shit all the time, go like, "You guys pay money for guitar." They get that shit for free. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it happens all the time. Yeah, and then Frank true, from Hapri uh, goes, "Yo, man, you you ruined my my deal." <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's crazy. There's a lot of like people running mm-hmm. running some kind of hustle on that tour. It's really strange. It was a really weird thing. It, to, like, isn't it over to. now though? Like next year's the last one or something like Supposedly. that. It's the last touring yeah. one because he lost a lot of money this year, mm-hmm. and I guess for the last couple of years it's been going. Attendance been going down. It's like you know. Kids want worship stars. You saw, like I said, they run to wait online to get a ticket so they could wait online later to meet somebody. Yeah, so maybe the yeah. next time around, you, you put a little package <laughs> together and it'd be like, I don't know, meet, 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 meet you guys. Yeah, yeah. right. No? Yeah. Why not? People were like, oh my God, you're just like walking around like, yeah, what am I do? Hide in my tour bus? I don't have a tour bus. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah it was a little it was, sick of it all meet and greet. That's, the, that's what I saw with the difference. But I, again, I had a great time. Yeah. You know, it, it's. And that's the hard thing, too, is being in a hardcore band and trying to balance, you know, I'm still a hardcore guy, but you do have to 
play kind of the rock and roll game, mm-hmm. which is weird to say. Mm-hmm. I even hate saying it, but it's right. you know it's true. It's, it's true. Ways you gotta do it. You got to do certain things a certain way. Sure, it's how you fucking survive, man. <clears throat> from a, from a performance standpoint, it w- it took us really like we at first when we started performing, like we're doing it our way, like we always do. Yada. yada. Yeah. By the end of the tour, we're doing the same type of thing. We're yeah. amping people up. You yeah. know, my singer's trying to figure out ways to get more people to the stage. You know, and you know you're out that there. You're out there, man. Oh my god, like yeah, you could be I, I out there. Watch bands that were so good playing on the stage on the right hand mm-hmm. to like 300 people and you look to the left and there's 3,000 people waiting for whatever new heavy act is coming on you know like yeah. all those yeah. metalcore shits and mm-hmm. I'm like that's great mm-hmm. but I'm like can you, you know you can stand over there and <laughs> yeah. come back here like we, drove, like we would go on, we did a couple of nights where we had to go on uh, next to Attila, we went right before him. It was great. Those was our favorite nights because me and people just run across the stage and yell at their fans, you know, play to their fans. And I'd be, oh, I saw you nodding your heads. It's okay. You can look over here. And they would literally, these people are going, you know, who go ape shit for this band and like all hard, dancing hard. But when I would say shit like that to them, they would like look over all shine and look at the ground. I was like, what are you, what yeah, the what's fuck wrong, wrong with you people? <laughs> Just go man. crazy. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, who gives a shit, man? Yeah. That's what you're here for. I know. Go was, some some days though, on the really hot days, they were like kids outside at like nine in the morning. They're online for like two hours before yeah. doors even open. Then they get in. This is like with sun beating down on them. Oh yeah. Then they get in. They're you know they're they're rocking out for a few hours. How many hours you got in you? Like, well, and then by three four o'clock. People are like yeah. under trees yeah. against walls. They're like <laughs> it was funny to me like, like that. Like you would go in and in like Arizona, New Mexico, and there would be bigger crowds in the tent, like the those little shade yeah. tents that they put up and under the trees. And there was that one I forget what city it was, but there was a big airplane hangar that you had to walk through to get to the actual venue. And it was just filled with kids all day. Oh, yeah. Nobody, they'd be sitting there <laughs> on their phones looking like, what oh, time does this God. one band go on? Right. And then they would sit there. And I'm sitting there going, these kids paid 40 bucks each to sit here to oh, the one band too, right? went on. Right. Yeah. And they're on their phone all day long. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, was... That's that was, the new, they were filming, whatever. That's yeah. it. That was one of the things Kevin was saying, that the issue is, is these younger <laughs> kids that they really, they live through their freaking device and they don't want to actually go out his shows they don't yeah. want to go out and he's losing that younger crowd oh, it's true so. just in, just in general yeah in general it's like when we were kids like down the block you go to this, you know it, any weather mm-hmm. you go to the park and yeah. there'd be 50 kids in there yeah. drinking 40s oh, like yeah. you know I what i mean i was one of them i was oh. one of them too that's why i could say that you sit there in the park you think you're cool you're drinking beer but you're shivering freezing, with that you're freezing yeah. you had no choice yeah. yeah. i remember those by yourself <laughs> right i remember those nights sitting there with Everybody hanging out, and I'm sitting there going, I don't even like the taste of beer. <laughs> yeah. I'll stand here in the cold, but I just don't want to It's drink like I would much rather just be home in my house, nice and warm, and drink. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> that would bundled up, Timberland boots on, knit hats, freezing cold, drinking your beer, which is flat. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but but it's, it doesn't even happen no more. Tumbleweeds, all the parks yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Hey, man, you know, things change. You know, we sound like two old men again. I am back in my day. I am. I'm a curmudgeon, shit. bro. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, so you're doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, I guess. Does that make I mean, me hip the with the kids? To, you have to be in with the social media and sure. all that stuff. Right. 
Yeah. Crazy. Which which I say it all the time. If I didn't if I didn't promote shows and I didn't do this, I don't think I'd be on that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I it's frustrating, really man. I'm like I'm like Instagram and Twitter is fine, like because I don't really get too involved. Yeah. But like Facebook, I'm so like I don't really even post anything anymore. Like anything that I post is podcast related. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so I'm so getting closer to that line to just shutting down Facebook. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I stay away from like I try to stay away from political stuff now. Oh, I'll yeah. post stuff and then I'll have good friends that will come at me from like the right wing. I'm like, what the we, we grew up together. You, you know <laughs> how are you on the wrong side of this? Yeah, it's, it's like I don't. I'm not one of these guys. Like everything they say is wrong. I'll right, listen right, to what right. they say, but I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it doesn't work out for, for me. And you know, right. then you know, you're old. You know, yeah, it'll work out for this person because they're right. in this good job and they got this good money. And if mm-hmm. if so and so. They all think Bernie Sanders is going to take their money and give it away to the drug right. addicts. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's but it wasn't, you know. Right. And yeah. then what I find funny is all these guys. I don't want to get political, but all, you know, the, the the right wing and are all like, you know, against abortion. They're all about religion. That then help your fellow man. Right. And what is giving money to the poor? Yeah, I understand. There's people that scam the system, but they take that those minute cases and they shove them out there. Look, of course. these people. St- Damn the system. Yeah. They're stealing your money and they got a better house and a better car than you and this and that. Whatever. Yeah, it's... it's so... I, I wrote something. I don't know. I don't even know if it was on Facebook or whatever like that. I don't even know. But it was like... Oh, I think... It was, you know what it was? I think it was... I think I fucking reposted Just Look Around lyrics. That's right. Oh. You did. And I just basically said like... And, and like, you know, I, I just basically said like my own little opinion. Not even about the song <laughs> itself. I was just say like like to, like to this from like as I'm writing this, this is all still fucking relevant. Mm-hmm. And this song was on a record oh, remember, that came yeah. out in 1992. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, and I just said, just just ask yourself a few questions. Like, has any has this president or any president ever legitimately affected your life in a personal way? Mm-hmm. Like personally, right, yeah. besides your opinion on something, besides yeah. social media, like has they ever impacted your life? Me personally, none ever has. No. You know what I mean? So it's like, listen, everybody can go f- keep on fighting amongst yourselves because it's all just opinions. That's it's <laughs> crazy, until, until the next thing comes out and the next story and everyone forgets about that. And yeah. now it's like, you know, this. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. So when when's the next time you can, yeah, we can go we can go off on a oh, fucking tangent. Yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah. We could simply do that. But I'm, I'm not going to say I'd like to get so you guys should do is one where you get like, you know, <laughs> Some of the hardcore guys who are staunch Republicans now. Uh, I always find that interesting. It's like it's cool, but I'm yeah. sure they got great jobs. That's why. Yeah. Right. Because we have a good job. Listen. I like the guys who are like, you know, it's like I read this thing the other day and I forget who said it. And it was like, can we stop saying there's a middle class? It's just a bunch of people in debt pretending they're not poor. Yeah. And it's and true. It's, true. it's going, absolutely like, true. Wow. That's my fucking life. Yeah. I'm like, I'm always like, ah, I'm middle class. You know, I grew up middle class. No, my dad had to work two jobs. And as soon as we were old enough, my mom, bang, I'm going out to work too. Yeah. And my dad was like, you're 10 years old. Get a goddamn paper route. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's true, man. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So when, when any plans for uh, going out next? Oh, God. We had a bunch for the spring, but they all got postponed to put back we were supposed to go out us and uh municipal waste we're gonna do i think it was we were gonna do two weeks of their four-week tour we were gonna do the east coast down to florida and texas which would have been great because i mean we love hardcore we love you guys but hardcore kids kids hardcore people don't yeah. come out mm-hmm. on a wednesday night sometimes no. yeah but if you combine us 
with somebody else. Like we have to play to a new audience, but how are we can do that? We're going to play with like, you know, some young band as kids are going to leave before we go on. Right. Or whatever. So we were trying to branch out. And finally, we've been trying to hook up with Municipal Waste or Iron Reagan, you know, mm-hmm. for years. Iron Reagan's years. a great band. Yeah. So, I mean, doing a warp tour together, we all became closer friends. We knew each other, but we had a great time on the warp tour. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're doing that. But then they couldn't get the routing. Like, there were certain cities they wanted to play on the weekend. They couldn't get it. So that went from the spring to the fall. So that's one. And then we were supposed to go to Costa Rica for the first time. And that got pushed back. You've never been to Costa Rica? No, no. A lot of other bands have. We, they, we've been asked tons of times. Ted, you've like, been to places where all the bands have never played. We used to be those guys. We used to be the guys. And I right. loved it. I, I have a fanzine, and I kept it. It was an article with uh, Fugazi, and they were the guy was asking, like, man, how is it you guys go places where no other band has gone? He goes, well, I think it's cool, except every place we go, people walk in with sick of it all shirts because they were there like a month before us. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh shit, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's I cool. mean, we, you know, like all the Southeast Asian, <laughs> yeah, spots. I mean, bands have done it, but we we were the very first New York hardcore band to ever go to Japan. Wow, and it was really? Amazing. Really? That's crazy, yeah. man. Ninety-two, and it was amazing. To me, I loved that first tour, not that just because it was the know. first, but it was so crazy we the guy my friend brought us over and put us in this club called antioch and a whole like 200 people we did three nights and it was sold out and they stuffed 400 people in there but it wasn't there was like you know typical kids who looked exactly like hardcore kids from america then there was those insane rockabilly dudes with the big ass pompadours <laughs> and the fancy shoes there was crusty punks and everybody went crazy mm. Is that, then, is that even like online yeah. anywhere? That there's no video of that. Is there, there YouTube be. You know, or something like that? Be. But uh, my favorite thing was is playing and looking in the pit, and there was hardcore kids and the rockabilly guys are doing their crazy dances. And I was like, this, I wish it was like that every time. Yeah, but it was man. Only Sounds that like an old tour. CB show or something yeah. from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember going to CB shows and the mat, even the matinees would be like hardcore kids, and there'd be the goth girls. Yeah. Like, you should look at the goth yeah. girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody would show up. It was yeah. so so different then. Now it's and then, then like, it started to take a look. Like everybody's like, I want to look like AF. They're fucking cool. And Chromex, <laughs> holy shit! Look at the Chromex too. I gotta look like that. Yeah. That's what happened. You know? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no plans for March. Nah, nah. We were, you, we were you, like desperate. We're all like, why don't we just do like a show at a small club? And we need some money. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah. We, you know, we got to write. We really have to write. Yeah, see, the reason why I threw March out there is because I know that Lou likes to go to horror conventions like I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's two horror conventions coming up in March, <laughs> the first and second weekend of March. Really? Hopefully, I'll be yeah, home. I'll be there in both of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, were you the one that told me that Linda Blair usually is like a half a bitch? No, no, no. Uh, probably Skindado. You know. <laughs> Cause, yeah, Skindado because I remember, I remember, <laughs> I, maybe... I always hear that she's me, but every time I've never spoke to her or whatever. But me I'll, neither. I'll be like walking past the table, like, "Hey, how you doing?" She will, she'll smile. Yeah, know? yeah. Because I'm standing online, and I'm waiting to meet Linda Blair, mm-hmm. and I turn around, and there's Lou. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, what's <laughs> I going remember on? that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, what's going I, on? Everybody told, and she, she. I remember that day. She had like a sourpuss face. On yeah, her. man. And I think that's why. I thought maybe, maybe Mike Scandato had texted me or something like that, and you were there. And it was a combination of the two. And I wasn't even really watching her. I was just waiting online because there was a huge line for her. Yeah. And then that came across my head that I hear that she's like, you know, she's nasty. Hmm. So now I'm starting to watch her, and like she would, she would like. 
get up and make a little smile and take a picture or whatever. And then she would sit back down behind the table and she would just like, like smirk and like roll her eyes and like looking like she's not even having it. Like, <laughs> Dude, like she's over it, man. right? She don't yeah, want to be listen, the li- No, listen to me. Anymore. You were 12 years old when you did that movie. You're in your 50s. There's a hundred people online waiting to give you 50 bucks for your stupid signature. <laughs> You're an actress. Pretend you want to be there. You have <laughs> skills. Yeah, you got flown <laughs> well, maybe, maybe in. Maybe you she's... got paid. You got hooked up in a hotel. You can eat all this plus all these people. At least pretend like you want to be there. Maybe she's you know being what, a little bit of I don't. I don't. Like, I don't want to no. rise in that way. Like, no. you know who I saw. <laughs> like who is like I've never seen him smile and it's always a and then he gets up to take a picture and it's always this big fake ass smile and it goes away the second the picture is taken oh. Lou Ferrigno Really? No, really? I don't. I don't get people's autographs. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But I, my friends go, and I'll go just for the fun of it. I like. I like I looking at all these people. people that I, you know, like when I was a kid. Like, oh shit, yeah. that girl from Buck Rogers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she still looks good. Yeah. But you know, and then like I remember going. My friend wanted to meet Lufrino. She waited online, and he was just like, yeah, yeah. He was and like, she a didn't mo- care. She was happy, and he was. She, he was are you ready to take the picture? She goes, yeah. And then he puts his big ass smile on. They take the picture. He goes, okay. And, and he then sits it's down. Uh, and I've seen him do, I know, so I would see him at other conventions. But then one time I saw him and he was like the happiest guy in the world. Yeah. But it's got to be yeah. fucking rough doing that all yeah. day. But well, I, I saw Linda Blair and I saw her attitude. Yeah. I got right offline. <laughs> yeah. Now, just on principle, I was very willing and able here. Here, here's 50 bucks. Really? I was. <laughs> She wanted like 50 bucks. Why don't nobody do that to hardcore bands? That's fucked up, man. What happened? How <laughs> nobody gives 50 bucks to hardcore yeah. bands? I don't know. You weren't in The Exorcist or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know. know. This is my thing. You know that band Ghost? Everybody jocks yeah, the yeah, shit yeah. out of them, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I know sell them. I don't th- I'm not a big fan yeah. at all. I'm not a big I fan. I liked it. I saw the image. Oh, it's a cool image. Heard the music. Oh, it's subpar Merciful Fate. Yeah. Nice. Right. Yippee. Yeah. You know? Great. Big deal. I heard it before. Right. But that's. Me, like when when me when Corn's manager asked us to take them on tour, he sent us in advance of the album. I said, This sounds like Nine Inch Nails meets Sepultura. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna like this shit. What right. do I know about music? Right. <laughs> yeah, same here. So anyway, so I had this friend, she was like, Yeah, my friends are taking me to see this band Ghost. Uh, I don't know about this stuff. And then she comes back and she's like, Oh my god. I totally bought into that whole gimmick. It's awesome. I paid forty bucks for a rosary that a ghost rosary. And I said, You paid forty bucks for when was the last time you bought a sick of it all shirt? Huh, never. Oh what the God. hell does that mean, never? You're my friend. Give me one. What the oh, fuck? Oh, fuck all wow. that, man. And I love, wow. I have friends, and I'm not, not all of them, but the, the ones who do know, they're fuck like, that. oh, I went to haircutting school. I don't cut nobody's hair. They're posting stuff on Facebook. Oh, I went to tattoo school. I don't fucking tattoo for free. Everybody wants free tattoos. Yeah, I paid for schooling just so that you can get a free tattoo. Mm. Yeah, motherfucker. I didn't go to school. I spent my life playing in a band <laughs> so that you can call me up when you don't speak to me for two years. Hey, you got a room on the New York show? No, fuck you. Right, exactly. <laughs> Come bring your tattoo gun and your hair clippers. <laughs> you ain't getting in any other way. Yo, man, it's your, your friends are the ones that are supposed to support it's you the most, man. man. I tell you, all it's my friends at, uh, my friend Devil, who Drove us to our first show in his Velari. The whole band and equipment stuffed into a Velari, driving to CBGBs. Oh my god! Driving to uh, uh, what do you call it? Freeport, Long Island. I forget the uh, right track in. He pays to every fucking show, or he'll or he'll be like buy merch if we just nah, man. You you get it free. Yeah. 
You know who calls and begs to get on the list all the time? Oh. Our old bass player, Rich, and we're like, are you stupid? You're always on the list. Right. <laughs> He's like, shoot, I just want to bother you. Like, Come on. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But those are the people that get it, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like if there's a band playing, like, if this is hardcore or something like that, it's like, listen, I don't care about paying. Like, I'll pay the ticket. Like, let me get, like, a pass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not looking for a I freebie. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I don't want them that. free. I'll pay my way in. Right. But, like, sometimes I don't want to be in the crowd. You don't understand what the common yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, I know, I know. You want to I want to check shit out. I want to be able to stand on the back of the stand. I won't be in no one's way. I'm not going to harass nobody. No. But, you know, but I'm not looking for a freebie. Mm-hmm. It's a, that, that's New York shows are the oh my most God, stressful. It's the, mo- it's the oh worst. It's like, you don't even want to answer your guess list, they go, call me all right, we know you probably will give you 30 people for mm-hmm. you guess it. We show up, we got, we got 110 people. And they're like, <laughs> dude, that's why we say, we have, please sell out, please sell out, because then they'll let you do anything. You're like, yeah. okay, give us your guest list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, it, it happens like in the little ass shows that I was booking. Mm-hmm. It's like the place holds 150 people max. Yeah. And it's like, I never make a dime. Mm-hmm. I pay the sound man. If the headliner band has a guarantee, I make sure they're taking it. The sound man, them, everyone else gets whatever. Yeah. I don't put a dime in my pocket. Oh, but is there a... Dude, the fucking show is $10. First of all, it's and usually a benefit. Too. And there's yeah. eight that's bands. The wor- that's the worst of it all. It's and like, there's, there's a benefit. Ba- they want to get on a guest list. There's like, eight bands and it's $10, 15 bucks. Crazy man, you and your wife, and your wife's fucking ass, and this one. <laughs> you want 17 people on a guest list, dude? Stop, yeah, stop, it's ridiculous. Stop, it's crazy, it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? You know, once uh, Radiohead and Nine Inch Nails started giving their records away, yeah, I think it really changed things. Did they I mean, do that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, they, it I'm was, not happy. It was about, it was about like you can pay what you want for it. I, I, it's just like people don't really see any value in music anymore for some no. reason. They think, oh, they're musicians. They're supposed to struggle. It's like, no, fuck you, man. No, fuck oh, you. You want families? No. You no, want a house? But it's, you want... Is it fucking terrible that I might want to make a few fucking dollars and keep the lights on in my house and feed yeah, my fucking know, wife yeah. and my Especially, daughter? You know, like a lot of young kids come in and they promote and all that and then they get mad when you ask for a certain amount of money and, you're, mm. and they're like, oh, what do you... And like, do we pull up to a gas station and go, hey, we're a hardcore band. Oh, okay, fill those guys up for free. That don't yeah. fucking happen. Yeah, no, no, man. None of that shit fucking no, traveling. Now, you got families. You. People got jobs. They got to leave their jobs to go do a tour. I mean, I, I know that, you know, this is what we chose and we know it's not going to be lucrative right. as, as like whatever. I mean, my advice, people always say, what's your advice to give young bands? And the first thing we always say is, don't call yourself a hardcore band, whatever it is. <laughs> right. And they're like, why? And here's a, here's my example. We play this thing. We played it since the very first one they ever did in '93 or '4, whatever. The the full force festival in Germany. With it's full force festival. Huge. It's in Leip- Leipzig. Leip- Leipzig. Yeah. Leipzig, Germany. We played the very first, second, third. Then we skipped every other year. We would do it. Mm-hmm. We've co gone on before the headliner for the last seven times we've played there. We've never been asked to headline. And then one day, our uh, manager went in. This is going back years, and he's like, you know, dealing with the guy, our road manager, a booking agent. He did, his company also did security, so he's in the office and he's looking at these. He happened to see the books open, so he's talking to the one of the head promoters and one of the guys who started is a good friend of ours. And he looks and he's like, "Why the hell is this metal band that went on at three o'clock getting like ten more grand than Sick of It All is getting, who are going on right before In Flames?" Mm. And he goes. Well, they're a hardcore band. They don't expect to get paid a lot. Oh, that's And he flipped out on this guy. Wow. And he said, you, you know, he just gave him the whole speech. And he goes, all right, you watch tonight. We played, 
half the crowd, half the crowd of 20,000 people walked away when we were done. Wow. And it was like, he said, Sick of It All could headline it. We've never been asked to headline it. I think Hatebreed really? was the only quote unquote hardcore band right. that got to headline because yeah. they don't think a, a hardcore band can hold the crowd. Really? That's fucking ridiculous. Well, I was, you know, I mean, they treat us good. They were cool because we've done favors then. There was a time when it was Corn uh, and Motorhead were supposed to close out the festival and Corn had to cancel. So they moved Motorhead up and they brought us in as surprise guests. And it was cool. They paid us a lot of money, but they only flew the band. Mm-hmm. And it was great because Arch Enemy went on before us. And they're huge in Europe. Yeah. And we walk up and it's just <laughs> us. We all set up the equipment ourselves. We walk off stage and the guy out there, we, they, they tell him, start the intro. We walk by. All of Arch Enemy stayed there the whole time. Watch our set. And the guitar player goes, oh my God. You came in, set your own shit up. You played that incredible set, and now you're breaking it down. We're like, yeah, that's what we fucking do. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so what else are we gonna do? And then yeah. we sat on stage and got to watch Motorhead again. <laughs> that oh, that's fucking awesome. Jesus, I was man. about to. I was this close to going to. It was with Full Force 2009. Yeah, 2009. Because I was uh, friendly with uh, Mike and Candace from Walls of Jericho. Mm-hmm. So I was like thinking about going. And they were like, dude, if you're going to come, we'll make sure, like, we'll hook you up, like, for the whole festival, yeah. like, passes and whatever. So, but my daughter was, like, the size of a football. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. she, was, she was just born. Yeah, so, it's yeah, like, yeah. She, you're an infant. Like, you're still, like, like literally infant. So, I'm like, I, I oh, well, yeah, I mean, God, I wish I could, but I just, I just can't. Yeah, well, I mean... That's 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 a problem, you know. I mean, it's like yeah. having. Uh, I'm Jimmy comes up. We took Murphy's Law out uh, last year, was it two years ago? And it was great. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. I saw that Jimmy and, was ecstatic all over oh, social what media a with great, that. Great, great tour it was. But Murphy's Jimmy would come up to us so and, and he would be like, "How did you guys do it? You got a great career and you got families and this and that." And it's like it's fucking hard. Yeah. My daughter was four months old. I left for a month long tour. Rock. There's a picture of me at the airport holder. She's all giggling happy. And I my, you know, had to leave. Yeah. You know? It fucking sucks. But yeah, what are you going to do? The, yeah. I needed money. Yeah. You, know? you got to do that's what you got to do. We, that's how I make my living. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, when we did our 30th anniversary show, uh, we were talking about bands we wanted to Top play. Top five shows ever. Oh, that was a great show. It yeah. was fun. Fucking we Webster Hall. Fucking we, were, we were talking ridiculous. about who to play. And Pete goes, this is our anniversary. It's a party. We have to have Murphy's Law. And we all looked at each other and we were like, and I was like, yeah, but Pete, Murphy's Law plays a lot in New York. I don't, you know, I love Murphy's Law. We grew up, I stole everything from Jimmy. I say that all the time and it's true. I I don't steal, I learned from him. Right. I learned, you know, just don't be a tough guy. Right. You know, come out aggressive and get everybody, but then make them laugh and you Mm -hmm. got them. Yeah. So, so then Pete was like, no, we have to have him. We're like, and we're all sitting there thinking, yeah, remember this show? Oh, my God, I remember that time? Yeah, let's get Murphy's Law. And they were great. They killed it. Yeah. And it was great because he came out and it was, you know, the diehards are up front. And there was like a little space. And Jimmy was just like, what are you standing? This is New York. Don't fucking stand in the back. Yeah. By the third song, whole place moving. Yeah. And we were upstairs. So much fun. We were upstairs watching from our, our dressing room. And I go to the guys go, oh, thank God the street dog's going between us and Murphy's Law because yeah. I don't want to follow that. No. <laughs> oh, shit. It was like, whoo. Yeah. Yeah, and that that other band that played that night, uh, what the band from China? Oh, uh, King Lychee. King Lychee, yo, they were awesome. I never even heard of them before. No, they were, they've been around I for like fifteen years, but I in Hong no Kong, in yeah, Asia, I they saw were the flyer. I'm like manipulate, which I really wish that manipulate would fucking do more stuff, bro. Mm, I love yeah. that fucking band. It's good, so good, so hard, bro. Like 
old school negative approachy type yeah. awesome but um it was them and then king lychee i'm like who is that like yeah. who is that and then murphy's law street dog sick with all one of my top five favorite shows ever Hands yeah, down. I, I gotta get to manipulate. We're cool with like we're like, look, these guys are coming all the way from China. We don't want them just to like open the show. Would you be cool if you guys open? And they were like, all right, we'll do it. And they they were cool. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. and it gave those kids a chance. And I was surprised. Like the first show was in Boston. People and, went and, nuts for them. Yeah, people didn't even know. Them. Like, and I was me surprised. neither. I'm standing there. I'm like, I never even heard of this. And this <laughs> fucking this this fucking 800 kids going bananas for this band from yeah. China. And it That's was awesome. it was crazy because. First night in Boston, we're like, oh, I wonder how it's going to be. And then you get these little Asian, little Asian guys with a, a Pakistani Muslim singer. Wow. Yeah. And they just went, like, hey, we're from Hong Kong. And all of Boston's going nuts. And I was like, <laughs> so weird. Hell? It was That's just crazy. fucking bizarre, but, man. And they loved it. It was like their dream crew that we played DC. They didn't sleep. Those guys got up super early to go to the Discord house. And they, old Sonny McKay walks out. And he was like, oh, my God. They got to take pictures, like the Minor Threat 7-inch uh, cover with Ian McKay standing in it. You know, oh, that's they, they, awesome. They still, to this day, they thank us all the time. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, you gotta, we played Japan. And the two guitar players flew their whole families from China to Japan to come see us play. Oh, <laughs> shit. It was crazy. That's awesome, man. But, crazy. yeah, I love that they, you know, we got to give them a chance. Because we played Hong Kong twice. And it's not a huge scene. Mm-hmm. It's not by any means, especially hardcore. I mean, the first time we went, every time you go to someplace new, you get a bigger crowd because, you know, like some metal people want to check it out, whatever. And then after a while, it's just your core audience. Yeah. But Hong Kong is really tiny and he treated us so well. And we are like, we got to do something for this guy. Usually we say like, oh, we'll take people to Europe, you know, because we're bigger there. But it just so happened we had that run. Before the New York anniversary show, like that's put money anniversary show, man. Yeah, it worked out that's great. Awesome. That's good what shit, is your? Man. You have like a favorite country you go to, or is there like? I any- just if it's crowd wise, it's uh, anywhere in South America has always been really? insane. Uh, Belgium has always come out for sick of it all, hmm. and it was great. Like like I said, when we started playing the big festivals. Hardcore kids, we'd be the only hardcore band on the bill. It would be either all metal or rock or whatever, and it'd be oh, sick of it all that's going on at three in the afternoon mm-hmm. or whatever. And two thousand hardcore kids would show up and storm the stage when we played either Step Down or Us versus Them, and people were just blown away by it. And it made us a bigger band there because of it. You know, and Germany right. is always great. Uh, Spain is very passionate. You know, but it's you know, but my favorite place to go. Is Japan? I just love yeah. it, man. It's like yeah. still, yeah. Wow. I, after all these years, I still love it. There's still to me so much to discover there. You That's know, so great. I loved Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. I like all of Southeast Asia. I like that. But I mean, even in Europe, though, there's so many countries that we go, and I'm just like, oh yeah, let's go here, let's go there. It's, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. It's amazing. All man. right, so since we're on favorites, what would be, what would be? This is gonna be a stupid question, but what would be <laughs> your personal favorite sick of it all record? Uh, a whole record. I don't know. Man. Whole record. One one whole record. Ooh, that's a tough one. You know, all, I, I used to love like your kids. How do you I, of course, that's <laughs> why it's a stupid no, question. Not, I told you, I hate. I, I'm not really fond of call yeah. to arms. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. I, I, it's it, like, the ones I listen to the most. Uh, seriously, are, are like the newer ones, like Death to Tyrants is one of my favorites. The last one, uh, Last Act of Defiance, I love, but. And uh, one that a lot of people skip over, and it's weird. This is one of the band that we get in the fights with, is uh, uh, based on a true story, that album. Mm. Because I love it. I love 
99% of the songs and I love the production. The rest of the band hates the production. Really? It's like just on the verge of it's so pushed that it's waiting on the verge for the day of breaking. is fucking incredible. Yeah. Oh, I love that song. That's all we got to bring back. We you got to bring that shit back. We got to be like the Dropkicks and play for two hours, <laughs> dude. That song is and, fucking great. And it's I, like an anthem that speaks to every fucking person, just every regular Joe out there. It's the fucking perfect song. Yeah, we have to bring it back. It, it's hard though, because you know, kids, kids, people forget, and and you know, <sighs> it's like we we had a song "Burn Them Down" on. on Scratch Built to Last. Oh, yeah, Built to Last. And I love that song. Great song. And we played it again. It's one of those songs we played for two years after that album came out and nobody reacted to it. And then a year later, people are asking for it and the band's like, eh, it's too long. I don't want to play it. People are going to get bored. You know. Play Jungle. We used to play that. We used to play that all the time. Never fucking uh, seen you guys play it live. Love that song. I think the first time we played it live, uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's were doing the. Uh, Roseland on a Halloween show and it was them and Hagfish and tickets were okay. Hagfish? Yeah, it was, a, it was like a, I don't even know who like that is. What, uh, All right. uh, one guy is the guitarist in uh, Rise Against Now and his brother okay. his brother was a guitar player. He's in another I can't remember his band but it's another bigger uh, punk band. But uh, so they asked us to, to if we could play it. We like Fuck yeah, we'll play it. We don't yeah. care. It was like a punk band, hardcore band, and, and the Boss Tones. And right away, tickets sold out. And we played the show. We played Jungle. That was the first time I think we played it. Fucking so good. So good. Dude, how about the secret song on that record? Which one? I Take Shits? Or? <laughs> yeah. Armand <laughs> <laughs> and Craig would just come up with that these shit ideas. That's funny, man. Craig just yeah. wanted to play drums. He'd be like, let's do this. And he'd yeah. play like some stupid song. Cool, it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking funny. Uh, it's like we silly did, we've shit. We've done that live in Spain. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking uh, awesome. There's another, I forget what album it's on, but the one that's like a bluesy thing called Greasy Wheezy. That's off we did Cold that Arms. In, we I did think. that in Japan. <laughs> That's called Arms. Uh, the other one's at the end of Built to Last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I take awesome. shits. Yeah, I take shits. Like, <laughs> you know what? Where'd that shit come when, when from? We like? were, when we were recording albums, we were doing many some like especially <laughs> Built to Last. We did out west, and we we mixed it at Chick Corea's studio. And Chick Corea is a, he's like a what is he like a jazz fusion mm-hmm. guy, right? Oh yeah. So we're in his studio, we're uh, playing John playing all, like stuff. we just we just finished doing Jungle, and it's got you know. Congas, yeah, it's all fucking, this shit. It's so it's different, like, it's so, so inventive, and it's like great. Chicory is not there, and then we're like, oh, let's finish. Like, yeah, let's do the joke songs. So make who walks in when you're doing? The I take shits. Chick Corea. <laughs> Are you serious? That's amazing. Like, so come on, man. That's like, fucking... No, we have good songs too. And it's like, <laughs> That's hysterical. He, I'm sure he appreciated it. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. You know. Oh. So what uh, what is it that that keeps you going, man? Like honestly, what is it that keeps you? What else am I psyched? Doing? Yeah, but <laughs> it's not that because it's not that. It is. I mean, well, I've, like, I've, if I've you boil it down, it's probably times. that. No, it's not that because <laughs> there's something about it that, like, when you get on stage, you're you're an incredible frontman, and like you always. Aww. Dude, Aww. seriously. Yo, so seriously. you see, I already, like, seems like I'm Look. kissing your ass enough, but it's no, true. No, 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 listen. Come on. It's true, it's man. It's true. You get on stage, and all of you guys, you just put on an incredible show. It's, it's like I said before, it's it's the thing that we're best at, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, we say it all the time. Like, we'll fight, and we'll be, like, you know, you know the war, you sit there through that goddamn heat, yeah. or you play Oklahoma on a fucking Wednesday night, mm-hmm. but that hour that we're on stage, mm-hmm. it's just... Mm-hmm. You know, you just everybody says like, I never see you guys happier than when you guys are playing. Yeah. And it's like, 
no matter what's going on between all of we've we've gone on a stage where certain member wasn't talking to the rest of the guys or or this guy's not talking to that guy but we're on stage and mm. you can't tell yeah. you know yeah, no, you just like it's it's that leave it off stage yeah. and we'll smile at each other mm. and laugh you yeah know? yeah it's a good yeah. way to like get so some so break it in your house <laughs> we got a home invasion with luke kohler on the podcast ladies and gentlemen <laughs> hold on one second yeah no it's just, it's just like when you guys played um the power electric it's like i was fighting uh, anthony uh for for the microphone during rap pack <laughs> and like i fucking got it i sang like half of rap pack and i thought i was gonna die bro and i even said i even i handed the mic to you i'm like I, it was quiet like you guys were deciding yeah. what you're gonna play next I'm like, how do you do that like because i just sang half of a very simple song and yeah. i feel like i'm gonna die and you're like well, that's all i know how to do it's like <laughs> i guess that's so that's what it is i mean it's what we love it's i mean we made that decision years ago uh, you know when uh, like right before we we did just look around we did the EP that we stand alone EP and it was we did it to show that Richie and Armand wanted to leave and we got this guy Eddie Cohen on bass and EK on drums yes and we wrote and recorded those songs with you know me and Pete wrote the songs but we recorded with uh, EK and Eddie and it just didn't feel right but me and Pete didn't want to stop right you know we loved this. We just what we love, yeah. you know. So you know, we kept going, and thank God, we uh, Eddie Cohen left because he wanted to be a rock star. He didn't want to be in a, a a struggling band. We were struggling at the time. You know, it was like only had one album out, and uh, Richie came back, and then we were. I remember getting a call from Armand at my house. He went to work for our record label. He went, I want a regular life, you know. <laughs> and then he, get, he gets a call from our a record label, and it's like, it's like. Hey Lou, some guy from Germany keeps calling. He says he wants to take you guys to Europe. He's gonna he wants to book sick of it all in Europe. I'm like, uh, is he legit? And we were like, you know, I'm just like, I don't know, but we'll see. You know, blah blah. He goes, if you go to Europe, can I play drums? I go, if you go to Europe, you have to write the second record with us. <laughs> okay, deal. Click, and that was it. We went to Europe. Okay. And we came home, wrote just look around together, and then we like, okay, come through Europe again, Armand. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's how you keep him in. And yeah. now, 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 is he gonna like leave now until? Uh, no. no. Like, uh, God, I don't know how long, but <laughs> decades ago, when we had our last like manager guy who like that's what he did for a living, uh, we had a falling out with him, and Armand and Craig fired him. Oh, Armand wanted to fire him and then we settled it but he goes man you know i can't work for you guys anymore because we're friends and if you if this some of the shit that was said here i can't you know i can't stay your manager and be your friend so i'm gonna quit and i looked at him i said you fucking manage the band then and he's done a pretty damn good job so really? said, yeah nice you know because i sit there and i'm like how the fuck do you budget a tour mm-hmm. it's insane yeah, yeah i don't you know fucking, yeah oh. yeah, yeah that just gives me a it's not like when we first started like hey we got how much money let's jump in the van who cares yeah, we got right. gas we, yeah you're not fucking 17 years old that anymore fucking dri tour for 50 bucks a night yeah and in boston we outdrew them you know yeah oh yeah that was our first national tour was dri our first shows were i mean you know besides little weekend things was uh in 88, Exodus had a run, an uh, eight-day run down the East Coast, and we did it with them. And we were opened up for Exodus. That's wow. awesome. In 88? Yeah. So that's before Blood, Sweat, No Tears even yeah. came out. Right when it came out. Right when it was done, yeah. 
That's fucking crazy. And then when was that new Titans on the block? Thing? That was like ninety. So that 90, was that 91. was so we that was eighty nine. We did. We stand alone was out. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and before just look around. Yeah. And we. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, because we had a different drummer. Ek. Ek was on that, and before that, we because Armand was this is still when Armand was out of the band. We did uh, the Bad Brains run with uh, it was Save It All Leeway Bad Brains. Fuck. Wow. Great. Yeah, man. The big the ending show was uh, this this place called the Country Club in California sold out, and you know we had the Revelation Seven, so all the California kids were coming, and we went on as the doors were still just opening, and it bum rush the door to get in to see us and people were like what's going on is that right they're like the kids are trying to rush to get in and they're like, get on stage and all this shit so that's it was awesome. great it was yeah great. man that was good people didn't weren't didn't know what to make a leeway they were way ahead of their time dude eddie because i say i say it constantly eddie sutton is the reason why i turned out the way i did <laughs> <laughs> is that because, a good thing that, yeah that's fine i have no complaints whatsoever because i saw Leeway by accident at Lamore's. It was White Zombie Leeway Suicidal Tendencies. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. That was that was ninety. I was fifteen. I, I was a metalhead. I'm wearing like a fucking Anthrax Among the Living T-shirt mm. with a fucking ridiculous mullet <laughs> and all this shit with my friend Tommy. And we just got in because you were supposed to be sixteen, but I wasn't yeah. sixteen, so I got in. I was a metalhead into like you know all the, the Megadeths and the early Metallicas and all that. Mm. White Zombie came on. That's good stuff. They were, they were, they that they was before they were even big at all. They yeah. looked like a, they looked like four or five homeless people <laughs> making that noisy <laughs> shit. And then Leeway came on, and that's I've said this several times. Like people who are listening have heard this story before, but I don't care. Um, but there's always the gimmick with the metal bands. You know what I mean? The bullet belts, the hair. There's always the yeah. gimmicks. And then Leeway came on. And I see this really skinny dude wearing mm-hmm. like a fucking Yankee hat, mm-hmm. knee pads on for some reason, short shorts because it's 1990, yeah. and and AJ Novello has a lowly, you know, the, no gimmick. It was just like these guys could you could just see them walking yeah. down the street, yeah. and they opened up with Rise and Fall, and mm-hmm. I'd never even heard of them, never even heard a note, and Lamores went fucking crazy, and the next day I went to this place called Ciro's CD Cellar, and for some reason, <laughs> and for, I bought Born to Expire and Agnostic Front, Liberty and Justice, for some reason, I don't know why, and then like a week later I bought Blood, Sweat, No Tears. Wow. That's so crazy. it was because yeah, those of, are two great produced albums, and you bought that piece of shit. <laughs> we, yeah, but you see, that third one was the charm, which wound up to be my favorite hardcore record ever. <laughs> So, so just because of Eddie and how he controlled and how that band just set that place oh, off yeah. as a young kid, it was just like eye opening, and I never looked back from that day on. Mm. They were way, you know, it, they were. It's a shame that that, they, they, that album got delayed by two years or something. Mm. I remember everybody had the fucking tape of it, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but the rumor was Chris Williamson gave the, you know, to all the bands, and then also next thing you know, Testament next year has an album with their fucking guitar sound on it, and it's uh, just like, come on, man. yeah, and they don't get the credit they deserved, and yeah. they, they did get the shaft. They yeah, did, you know? and even Desperate Measures, their second record took so long to come out. I it think was... over time they got they got the accolades, but they never got the the opportunity no. they no. should have gotten because and they, they were, were such a great good, brand. Yeah, and Eddie I was mean, a great front man. Great I, mean, front man. I don't know about now; I haven't seen him in years. But you know, oh, uh, dude, they played this as hardcore last summer. They <laughs> yeah. fucking killed yeah. it. 
And they did Lucky Thirteen. They played. They played my second yeah. veterans benefit. Right. Yeah. Which I was like, I was like, it was. I felt like I was fifteen. They were man. I still have my leeway demo somewhere. I have mm. to find. I got a lot of shit buried in storage somewhere. Yeah. Well, if you're looking to get rid of anything, you know, <laughs> from you. oh believe me, I'll be looking. No. Listen. No, I mean it's, it's so many New York bands that, and to us, we always would say it's like New York bands never got the praise that you should get you know right. like the west coast for some reason yeah and maybe they did it right i don't know like you know? If, if like like a band like leeway they they could have gone on to something fucking big yeah. and you know there was a brief period of aj came when uh when craig was af was breaking up and we knew craig was going to be in sick of it all it was right after jessica round had been finished richie had left and we, we knew craig was going to be in sick of it all right. and we had this. We had shows in Europe, and we had, and we went to Japan for the first time, and we asked AJ to play bass. And it was fucking great. Yeah, we always wow. we were playing in. Uh, it was funny. We the fir- our first show ever in Amsterdam at the Melkveg. We were opening up for uh, uh, what did Ludacris become? What was their name? Scatterbrain. So we don't call me dude. Yeah. Oh wow. God. And we're, <laughs> we're playing, and the place is going apeshit. And then we we were doing the Shield. And uh, something went wrong with Pete's guitar, so Armand's just playing, and AJ just grooving with Armand. And we kept telling Craig, "Listen to this. You got to do that shit." Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's crazy. I mean, Craig, Craig was like, I said this in that New York Hardcore documentary when Craig joined the band. It kind of gave Sick of It All a second life because, right. like, I mean, not that we were going to stop, but I think it reinvigorated the band. And I mean, you heard Scratch a Surface yeah. came after that. Yeah. But I remember the day that I I, I was I say it in the in the movie where. We'd going out on tours, us, Biohazard, Sheer Terror, and Biohazard, and we were playing, we were playing in uh, Pittsburgh at the Graffiti Club, and Biohazard killed it. What is this? This is like 93, 94? That's 93, yeah. And Biohazard killed it. Well, they, Craig, that, that was like the height of their this shit, Biohazard. This is the Biohazard. first show with Craig, and Craig goes, we gotta fucking, we gotta bring it. Did you see what those motherfuckers did? Me and P like, we always bring it. He goes, no, no, you didn't watch. I go, I watched. He's like, oh, you gotta... We go to the, come out noise, ready to go into clobbering time. Craig runs from the drum right, you know, we go big noise like boom. And Craig jumps in the crowd from the drum riser, boom, 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 and the wow. place just exploded. Uh, no wow. shit. And I right there, I was like, oh yeah, nice. And my friend, my friend Devil, who's been with from me, he's like. Yeah, you knew he was in the band. He was yeah. in the band from the beginning. And it's no. like, Let's shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Richie was a boy, you know. Yeah. That's cool, man. Good shit, man. Yeah. So, what you got going on? How do you? <laughs> How long are we going for anyway? What is this? Uh, it's about an hour and ten minutes. All right. Yeah, we used to play that long. Yeah? We used to play <laughs> at our height in, our, in in Europe, ninety six to ninety seven. We were doing an hour and twenty minutes set. We were getting That's bored. A fucking. Mm. Pete and Craig. Was How do you not throw your fucking? Craig, how do you rip your throat out? Fucking yeah. perfect every then. night. Now it's, it's crazy, man. Oh, it's crazy to think about that, like. You know, my singer Carly, he he he's like, there's only so much I can do, and I can, you know, yeah. But I mean, I feel, we, it's crazy. I but it's not guys. like it's not like this guy is over there singing melodically at all. That's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying. It's like how how long can you push yourself that way? You know yeah. what I mean? But I mean, then we were doing you know six nights a week, so I was just used to you know just the way just doing it, keep doing mm-hmm. it. When my voice started to crack and go out was when we would stop. Gotcha. And, you know, yeah, you rest your voice. Right. But when we would stop, the muscles would shrink back or whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. Wow. And I noticed when I rehearsed for tours, 
doing even material from, you know, like 2010, my, it strains my voice. But then when we go to the older shit in the set, oh, it's fine because it's all muscle memory. You know? Right, yeah. But yeah, you know, we used to play very hour time and Pete and Craig would be like, we'd all be on stage like, we're fucking bored. The audience must hate us. Yeah. And we'd walk off stage and the Germans would be chanting for us to come out again. Are they fucking, fucking crazy? Kidding it's me? Like an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> and Pete would say, it's not like we're sitting on stools with acoustic guitars. Yeah, you know? no, not really. I just played fucking 40 songs for you, Pete. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. And then, so we came with this rule. We played 50, 50, 55 minutes. And if they want an encore, we'll do an encore. Right. And we'd get these contracts and be like, okay, you have two hours. Like, two hours two for what? Hours to play. Oh, do, you, do you ever see us, motherfucker? Yeah. Like, so let's see you do it for half an hour <laughs> and I'll do it for two. Like I was just saying, I sang half a rap pack at the Bowery Electric. I thought I was going to fucking die. <laughs> Ridiculous. Crazy shit, man. Crazy yeah. shit. Energy. Definitely yeah, a little bit. We all grew up. Yeah. Look at the bands we all go to see. And, mm-hmm. you know, even the, the metal band, whatever. They had to come from New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Murphy's Law. Reagan Youth back in the day, all those bands, energy, live energy, yeah. so fucking good. Reagan Youth just recently played one of my shows. Oh yeah, Rap Bones 50th birthday party. That's right. <laughs> Coldest <laughs> Life came all the way from Detroit. Oh my god. Yeah, Crazy yeah. Shit, Reagan man. Youth, Mental Abuse from Jersey played. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. It's fucking weird. I love Mental Abuse. They were like, it was AF and Mental Abuse for us. Yeah, bro, like, Mental Abuse just... played like I don't know what was it, like three months ago or something like that at Lucky Thirteen. Rap Bones 50th yeah. birthday party. Mental we did a show in Jersey once and it was Underdog Us and it was members of Mental Abuse with Sid singing called Mental Floss. And years <laughs> okay. later, I, I swear to God this happened. I know I'm not making this up. Years later, I see Sid at a show. I go, oh yeah, blah, blah. We're talking. Go, yeah, remember? We had, you know, Mental Abuse. I go, yeah, and you played under Mental Floss. And I go, no, it wasn't us. I, yeah, it was. And you to, and me talked to them. No, it wasn't. We were oh, mental shit. abuse. And I was like, oh my God. Did I, did I dream this? Because it really happened. I know it did. <laughs> yeah. Because our underdog did Symptom to Universe that day. I was like, oh, no God. shit. Wow. That's weird. Crazy shit. Oh, it's a great song. Oh, it's a great song. But as soon as they played it, we all I looked at each other picture and go, why underdog- did we cover that? <laughs> yeah. What, what, I, you know what I wanted to ask you? It's completely off, off, off topic. Well, not, well, I guess. But... How come you guys never put out any kind of a DVD besides the story so far? Which is on VHS and it's not even on DVD. <laughs> you get a DVD and oh, what album? I think that? I have it. A- it's a deluxe version of, I think maybe the 20 year anniversary record, the nonstop. If you buy the deluxe CD, it comes with the DVD of the story so far. Because but the, yeah, but the story so far ends up- at yours truly when you guys are in the studio. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you were arguing over the, 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 the two words. Can only. It sounds like I'm cannoli. saying cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that song, Nails. Nails? It's fucking great. Kids know we reacted to it. Mm. Stupid asshole. Yeah, it's <laughs> kids. These kids. Yeah. These forty-year-old fucking kids. Fucking kids. I react to I it. I hate. I hate when we do festivals like uh, in America. I hate hardcore fest in America. The young kids either they don't stay or they stand there to yell for some obscure track from mm. 1986, and you're mm. like, "Fuck you! You were born in 2010." Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So no DVD for the fucking... No, it's weird. Whenever we bring it up... It's very weird that you guys We would have bring that. it up and the labels we were on, they would be like, ah, nobody's buying DVDs. Yeah, I think Indecision's DVD. Maybe that was like the last... Yeah, I don't yeah, think it have been sold well. I mean, yeah, even but, these, these but how much documentaries, is it really, people like giving shit away. Yeah, yeah, but how much does it really cost? one comes out and it's on freaking YouTube yeah, before the rest is sold. Yeah, That's really, what it is. Like, it's crazy. It's like we were saying before. 
There's no value. Nobody in, cares nobody about cares. music. Nobody wants yeah. to, because you know? all right, like like I didn't see it yet, but there's the golf all is a hardcore that Ian Ian. Yeah, but that's gonna be a cool right. documentary that right. we're all gonna go right. see. Right. Know? There's that, but there's New York Hardcore Chronicles. But all right, there's an agnostic front one. Why why wouldn't there be or why shouldn't there be a sick of it all one? That's what I want to know. I think I personally agree. I call a bunch of bullshit. We, well, we have we have footage from a lot of stuff. People Dude, there's footage, footage everywhere. Us. It's yeah. a fucking think, six I hour when documentary. You say, when you say DVD, do you mean like a documentary? Because yeah. we're talking about format here. You know, I like, like, no, putting it on format. DVD. You don't have to explain. You know what I'm saying? No, a documentary of okay, sorts. Well, don't say DVD. Freaking animal. <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking eight track. Sick of it all story. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah you gotta admit that trailer for Godfather dude, makes him look like the coolest band in the world. Rules. Which if I it wasn't for AF, we wouldn't be. I didn't there. see it. I saw that, the I saw the trailer. Oh, I didn't you see gotta it. watch a trailer, yeah. dude. It's I gotta amazing. See it. Yeah, it's it's got the comedy, just enough comedy, and then a little bit of seriousness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. Well, you have Vinny Stigman. Yeah, band, of course. So you could, it's comedy, yeah. right? <laughs> but it's insane. great. You know, I mean, and it's like. I know Freddie says like everybody says this is no bullshit. AF was the band that turned us on to hardcore. We you know we liked hardcore, and I remember when Victim and Pain came out. Me and my friend were down. I don't know if we got it at Sounds or maybe even Bleaker Bob's. I don't remember where I bought it. I got he bought Suicidal's first album. And I bought Victim and Pain. Suicidal's my, first album is still fucking timeless, uh, man. Me same thing. We we played those albums back to back every day for months, and then yeah. we saw they were. See, I think. AF had just come home from the tour and they were playing CBs and that was my f- second matinee and it was just I was like I love this shit because I'm sitting there and I had long hair I had my motorhead vest you know my denim vest yeah. and motorhead painted on the back and this guy goes yeah you like you like Agnostic Front they go yeah that's cool thanks for coming to the show it was Vinny Stigma <laughs> I'm this awesome. fucking long haired metalhead standing there in this crowd scared to death because I think everybody in New York is like hey AF's back let's all shave our heads everyone was bald except right. for me Pete and Armand <laughs> and we're sitting there like this is the greatest shit ever. <laughs> but you're scared at and the I'm same time. And I'm out, you know, the lyrics to Victim in Pain. It was awesome. And then that was it. It was like, I'm coming here every fucking Sunday. Yeah, man. It was home for a lot of people for a while. Mm-hmm. A lot of years. Yeah, and AF was the I mean, everybody asks, like, it's funny. I watched the, uh, any of you, the Comeback Kids latest record came out. And they, the first single was whatever. And they did this video for it. And before the video, they talked to the singer. And he was like, yeah, I sat down and I said, I want a song that's like Sick of It All's My Life. You know, high energy, then the, the, the 32 chorus, seconds long. Know, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, it's a, and I'm sitting there going like, that's exactly what I said about my life to Pete. I go, I want a song like Victim in Pain. Right. You know, so Pete wrote my life. And that, that that's our version mm-hmm. of Victim in Pain. Because we didn't know how to write songs. We just, okay, let's take AF and copy that shit. But yeah. we played it, you know, we weren't musicians, mm-hmm. so... Your own That's little how it twist. came out, yeah. Sick of it all version. And it's in the set list all the time. It has to be, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good segue song and people go nuts. Yeah. Hey, whatever fucking works, yeah. right? You got to keep those those tracks in the set, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? it's like crazy how, how many years a band plays and then, then there's that, always that song. That one song yeah. that stays in Well, the it's set, my right? life. Scratch the Surface mm-hmm. is always in there. Justice you know, System has Justice to be in System there. is always there. I, I love opening with that more than anything. I was going to fucking make a list mm-hmm. of like my sick of it all <laughs> set list. <laughs> You'd cringe all day long no, no, no. with the songs we have this, I want. We have this friend, and he'll probably hear the podcast. He's the We say he's the only fan we got from touring with Slayer. 
We did a Slayer tour <laughs> in '99. Really? Wow. We played to thousands of people. And I have a story. We were in Georgia, and this guy came up to our merch booth. It looked like Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, bald, but he had the big fucking goatee and bald, totally diesel, probably fresh out of jail. He's no shirt on. He's staring at our merch. He goes, You guys are pretty cool. <laughs> Turns around, and on his back, he had his letters about three inches high. And a big, he had a big pentagram with upside down cross in the middle, but around it, it said, I killed Christ. Wow. Oh, that guy's hard. So, so we meet this other kid in Jordan. We just started calling him War Ensemble because you know, he goes, that's, that's not, War Ensemble. Like, that's, that's not my favorite Slayer song, but okay. He's gonna oh, that's why I imitate him. Yeah. Because yeah. to me, that's what he sounds like. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's his name, War Ensemble. He's the only one. <laughs> The one guy who came to see us with Slayer who's still a sick of it all fan. Wow, and every rules. time we do a show or a tour, he's like, I think these are the songs you should be playing. <laughs> and there's a list every time. And you know what? I look, I'm like, this ain't half bad. Like, yeah. Good show. Like for awesome. the, 30, the 30 year anniversary show, he took two songs off every record. And I was like, we should do this. Why man. not? It's fucking good. Yeah. That's it's cool. hard to do, but yeah, why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's, there's certain songs that I wish you'd play, but you just don't. Like what? Like there's, there's some like I know a lot of people. I like Laughing Stock. Love I think Laughing. It goes, I was gonna say Laughing. It stock. goes on a little too long. That's our problem. We're, we're short attention span That's now. It's not a long song. Yeah, for us, over two and a half minutes is long. <laughs> like, we have like, like epics. It's, a, it's not a dream fight. theater song, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I gotta fight with these guys. They don't want to play more than like Pizza was like just shortened out. <laughs> laughing Stock. Don't follow. Love we that. We used to play Don't Follow. Never seen guy. it. Return to reality. Nah, never gonna happen. I know. That was like our I'm weird like. I brought that up to hey, you a couple times. Quick, quicksand is good. You know, people like this weird quicksand that Walter's doing. Let's try to be artsy. <laughs> oh man, it's, it's fucking that song is hard, man. Oh, yeah, this, we have some songs. Yeah, we have so we have. Yeah, for songs. now, for now, we used to play live. And it's another one where some people would get and other people wouldn't get it. And now people ask for it all the time. Really? You know? Maria White Trash. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I think Pete doesn't like that one. It's weird. Yeah. I saw you, guys, you, you guys did it at the 20th anniversary yeah. of B.B. King's. Yeah, we dedicated it to our friend Devil and our friend Maria. The girl who it's written about lives in New Mexico now. She, she, her kids love it. They're like, it's a great song. That's you go. Do you know that's about your mom? And she she told her kids like, yeah, it's supposedly about me. Blah blah. And they go, they called you Maria White Trash. Like, yeah, that was your mom's nickname. That's <laughs> go, great. Go, you live in New Mexico in a trailer park, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's Maria White Trash. Uh, that's insane. Yeah, it's a true story. That song too. It's funny. What's with the rebenga at the end? It's the fucking rebenga. <laughs> that's a great story because. <laughs> You ever, he's, uh, Scarface. Scarface. Of course. He's yelling. Mm-hmm. Craig thought he was yelling revenge in Spanish. Oh, yeah? He's yelling oh, the guy's my, name. Oh, yeah, he's yelling revenge. He's yelling the guy's name. Look at his green card. Revenge. <laughs> my God. Is that what Craig thought? Yes. That's fucking awesome. I didn't know any better. Nobody yeah. knew. I failed Spanish one three years in a row, so don't blame me. But if you watch the movie, you follow along, and it's like, Rebecca's hey, the guy that he's going to get his card from, so he's like, Rebecca! He's getting his attention. <laughs> what do we know? Revenge in Spanish. We know he's sitting there, go pelican at the TV, but yeah. he's not really, right? No, it's a flamingo <laughs> on the TV. Fly uh, pelican. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, a lot of stupid shit like yeah, that, yeah, so, which is good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's fucking hysterical. Yeah, it's it's it is what it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be funny. Yeah, yeah man, but you got to break up the fucking 
you know, <laughs> you can't be serious all the time. Me, I'm always laughing at my own stupid ass all the time. Yeah, man. You have to. I know. You got to keep it light. Yeah. What's yeah. going on with fucking Candiria, yeah. you guy? Um, you know, Nothing's planning out the band. year, planning the year out. That's good. Where we're, you know, we're gonna we'll do some dates. We'll do some dates in March. And then we're probably going to go to the West Coast a little bit. I don't know how many how much touring we're going to do this year because we uh, we kind of changed booking agents mm. like at the very end of the year. And uh, <clears throat> you know how it is like these days you got to book so far out. Oh, so God. it's like yeah. really, and if you're not on it, like you like you know, it's so hard because there's so many people touring now, so many bands, there's so yeah. much competition. I mean, we used to go to Europe in the winter and mm-hmm. it'd be not that bad. Now mm-hmm. it's the same as the summer. Everybody's touring. Everybody's touring. Yeah, it sucks. After Warp Tour, stay home, you sons of bitches. <laughs> after Warp Tour, we were gonna go out in October, mm-hmm. and that was our plan. And and it was just like it got, it got to a point where we were competing with like six other promoters for this yeah, club, a it, dozen promoters, exactly. Were and it, and we were just like forget it. And you lose it. dates because you're yeah. waiting for so and so. Oh yeah, it's like there's so much traffic. Did I ask you, you guys, very influential band. Have any of the bands that made success off of it ever offered to take you out again or, or, or to, to ask you to go out with them, you know, stuff I like mean, that? I mean, it's difficult because we, <clears throat> we, um, we've been, we were gone for like 10 years. So for yeah. us coming back, I don't know. I, we, we thought it would be really easy. Like, oh, we're back, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, you know how it is. It's like it, things just don't ever line up. It's no, so yeah, hard yeah. to coordinate, let alone five people in a band or however many people in a band. But then, like, your band and all of those people got to be able to do something at this time. And, yeah. You well, know, it's like you said, we were trying to get Municipal Waste for, like, four years. Yeah. We were trying to hook up with each other yeah. to tour. And then we finally do it, and then they're like, oh, we got to move it to September. I'm like, motherfucker. Yeah, man. Fuck. It's crazy. But yeah. September? I mean, that's fucking next fucking winter. Yeah. 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 But what are you going to do? It's crazy, man. It's a tour we need. It's frustrating because, you know, like, I'm constantly trying to, like, check up on people, hitting up a new booking agent, be like, hey, what do we got going on? And check into this date thing. We were supposed to do this. And he's like, I'm on it. You know, but, like, I, at this point, I'm just so paranoid that, like, any little slip up is going to screw up, you know, the rest of the year because we're already behind. You know, I already wanted to be out (coughs) in the winter and it just didn't work out. Well, you know how this shit goes. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy's gonna start a band. What's going on with your band? I, I don't have tolerance or patience for other people. <laughs> well, I actually asked well, Lou. <laughs> you do a podcast. Do you remember see? I asked you for what to do? No, the name of my band. <laughs> what was the name again? I was gonna name it My Revenge. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I, I think you I still have the screenshot. If you, if you can't, if you can't deal with it, do do like everybody else, go acoustic. Mm-hmm. I hear it's a way to make money too. You just <laughs> okay, driving a car with a guitar. No, I don't want to do that. No. I have a friend. He he was successful. He did a successful like melodic punk band, and they were really, big. and then he started going out on his own. I was like. Now, what's it like? You know, I mean, he could actually sing. I can't sing, and he can play. I can't either. And he goes like, he goes, he goes. I don't want to be mean. You know, I love my band. He goes, but this is way better. It's just me and his manager in a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a freaking guitar. Yeah. And he gets all the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a lot of people are doing that, man. Like you got, you got. One man band. I'm, I'm I can't like, do it's that. Like, what, what, you, you know, when did punk want to all become country singers? Yeah, yeah. and 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 a one man band. What am I gonna do? Put some symbols on your I'm knees. I'm a fucking like, spaz. I, I fucking sit behind <laughs> a drum. I sat Listen. behind a drum kit before. I'm a mess. And my fingers don't bend the right way I to just, play anything. I would have to yell at people. That's I all just I, I just saw this new thing that you attach to your guitar, right? You put it on the bridge of your guitar, <laughs> and, and it plays it for you like a car that drives itself. Literally, you hit one chord, mm. and an entire band plays with you. 
That's crazy. Bass comes That's in. That's like so cheating. And, and all you gotta do is just play yeah, any feel. <laughs> like you could play, you could play a country feel. Yeah. And it'll just there's a country band behind you. You could play like That's a metal crazy. riff, and there's like a metal band behind you. It's just ridiculous, and it's so sad. <laughs> it's so fucking sad. It's crazy. But um, we're at like. Oh man. About an hour and a half. Jeez, I don't want to make you guys. No, no you're not making me usually do have it. About an hour. Yeah. yeah usually yeah. we do about an hour. Yeah. But I mean, it's a quarter to twelve. I don't know you. You holding you holding this guy hostage. Mm-hmm. I don't mind, but it's just that it's six a.m. I my kids gonna wake me up to take her to all school. Right, like, right, oh come right, on. Nah, that's cool. I mean, I could yeah. talk all night. I know. Yeah, nah, same same here. But there's I don't other know fact, if the people like, cool. like I told you guys I I don't really listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I know you have a lot to listen to this do. one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll send I you tried to listen to Kevin the Kevin Gill one I did, but I haven't had a chance yet. No, I listened to it. That was recorded in the in a. In our trailer at the Warp Tour, oh yeah, like 110 degrees. Me and Kevin Gill, because there was everybody was in the in the bandwagon because mm-hmm. it was too hot outside. Mm-hmm. We had nowhere to go, so we went into the trailer. We're talking, we're dripping with sweat, mm-hmm. laughing. Fuck. See, I told you, but it'll be Much comfortable nicer. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And there was there was a lot of that on Warp Tour, man. Yeah. A lot of the interviews, a lot of the press we did it was just like some person with like a little thing, and they're like, so or their iPhone. Then, well, you know what I loved is that they had a press tent, and you're supposed to go. You're, your road manager or somebody was supposed to go check every day to see who was there to interview. We didn't know that till the last fucking week God. of the tour. Really? We missed three weeks or oh whatever of messages. Wow. Yeah, of uh, a press? A press. Wow. And then we're like, oh what shit. The fuck? Wow. <laughs> we didn't know. We're just like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah. We, we know. We're still like, yeah, let's just get up and play. You know? Yeah. That's what we do. <clears throat> fuck. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, but thanks not, for having me, man. Not, no, dude. No problem. Thank you so I, much, this, man. This was you gotta awesome, come back. Man. You gotta come back. You gotta, we gotta do oh, something yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do it. Yeah. Hey man, well, hang on. Bring Next the time. whole band. You yeah. just have yelling and screaming. That would be hysterical. We used to do uh, uh, whatever interviews and all that, and it would always end up if we, the whole band it would end up Craig and Armine making fun of each other's mothers. But now they have a rule: no making fun of mothers anymore. Oh, we no holds barred. Come on the podcast and shoot the shit. It'll be like a fucking oh. battle royal in here. It'll be awesome. Yeah, That'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely, bro. Thank you so much for coming, yeah. man. Much cool. appreciated. As long yeah. as I didn't get towed away, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah. You didn't get towed away. You can't be. There's a whole nother pizza pie. You're bringing oh, home, God. nice. Uh, no. One time we practiced in a story, right? <laughs> And we, we, we had to practice in the story for some reason. So I drove all the way from Jersey to Astoria and I found a spot a block away from the, the, the rehearsal studio. It was two cars from the corner where the corner was a bus stop. I come out of the fucking rehearsal studio two hours later. I got a ticket for $110 for parking too close to the bus stop while there were two cars over there. You know why? At Jersey plates. Oh, they scumbag. Prejudiced motherfucker. Yeah. They're like, this motherfucker's not going to fight this. He's not going to come back to Queens. No. Nope. Wow. Yeah, but you fight it. You can uh, fight it online now. Not back then. You're gonna be safe, bro. You're good over here. You're good over here. Nice, easy. John's gonna have a guest on. Hey, they they told my car. Hey, man, go sleep on your couch. You're welcome, dude. (laughs) Well, I'm parked all fucked up. I'm like a block and a half up, but I'm like three quarters in, sticking out. Uh, But there's like a half a dozen trucks, like the same way. No, I mean they give. I think they give people breaks. They're 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 lenient right now. Like alternate side has been, you know, you know, suspended and whatnot. But anyway, mm-hmm. let me just run down. Look, I'm prepared this time. I oh, got a, th- nice. a few things to read off real fast. Okay. Listen, everybody who's listening, download, rate, and review 
on iTunes. Well, listen, we're we're a whole bunch of places. <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Overcast. If you go to Google Play, any kind of podcast app that you download, you'll find us at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Also on Facebook, Blast Furnace Productions and the Brooklyn Blast Furnace is a group there. Check out RiseImpulse.com where you can get all kinds of swag from this fucking Johnny Candiria guy. <laughs> um, follow uh, Candiria on Instagram at Candiria the Band, Facebook at Candiria. Go to sickofitallmy.com and cop some fucking merch from this guy and the band and help people <laughs> yeah. out. Because they do have a whole bunch of really nice shit on there. So sickofitallmy.com, Instagram at sickofitall, Facebook at sickofitallmy, Twitter at S-O-I-A-N-Y-C. Um, also, a shout out to a few of my Philly people, the Broad Street Breakdown Podcast, an awesome band that you got to check out, and I'll, I'll send you shit. Every podcast. But can I say it? <laughs> Go ahead. Done deal. From Philadelphia. <laughs> Fucking... I'll check it out. They're, they're awesome. They, 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 they don't do the band camp shit, none of that stuff. Yeah. They, you won't find them nowhere. Mm. I'll hook you up. I'll hook you All up right. with the MP3s or All whatever. Right. Yeah. You know what an MP3s is. You, you have a little device. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up. Yeah, so done deal. And thank you, Vinny Paz, for the uh, for the drop for this. So support him and Jedi Mind Tricks and Heavy Metal Kings. You ever hear that stuff, bro? Yeah, yeah. Heavy Metal Kings, it's Vinny Paz and yeah. Ill Bill. Yeah. The new one. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, good. it's good shit. Um, Crescent Street Tattoo at 4371 Crescent Street in Philadelphia, PA. And check out the Ill Street News Podcast. All those are my Philly people. Mm. The Ill Street News Podcast is awesome. Very hardcore, punk uh, punk rock, metal, all that I'm stuff. I'm hip. I'm hip. You're hip? You're hipping yeah. with it? Chopin, like Ralph Cramden? Chopin, yeah. Beethoven, and Ill Street. Yeah, this Ill guy. Street you talk to this guy <laughs> about people who played the fucking oboe and fucking tin <laughs> oh, whistle. Oh, that's good. Gotta yeah. mix it up. Yeah. Pan flutes and weird <laughs> shit and harps and I like a lot. Of I have no idea who's playing what or who he knows it, it who all. Wrote it or conducted. <laughs> you mentioned Chick Corea before. Yeah. I was like, well, wait a second here. Now we're talking. I, you know. yeah. um, I don't know. Who, I didn't. I Al Demiola, Chick Corea, all yeah, those guys. Could say, well, I don't know. I don't listen to this stuff anymore. Yeah, no. my I mean, older brothers. Really are, my older brothers really. You don't sit that. around listening to that. I mean, I listen to anything. I listen to anything. If it's good, I listen to it. Yeah, but I do. I, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I just don't listen to metal and, you know what I mean? I listen to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I do all. too. I mean, I listen That's to a point. lot of punk and mm-hmm. hardcore, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and metal. But I like, I, I like, like, you know, rock and roll shit, Guns and Roses yeah, style yeah, yeah. and shit mm-hmm. like that. I listen to mostly experimental, weird music, but yeah. then everything else falls in the, you know, I get in moods. I, I get I get in moods. moods. Oh my moods. god! I get moods. <laughs> I get moods. I'm like, oh, rock the fuck out today. All right, you know, good shit. But but Lou, thank you so much, man. Yeah, it was thank a thank cool pleasure talking to you, man. And get home safe, please. All we right. don't need, we don't need to be the podcast with something golf if it happens to Lou, and then it's just <laughs> fucking. Then I had that on my Knock head. On. I already I did a few right. times today. All right, but uh, yeah, thank you once again. Thanks and, a lot, uh, guys. Anytime. You gonna say it? All right, we're over here now. 